the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Christ didn't simply heal a paralyzed man. He transformed him, both physically and spiritually. Those who are saved understand the very physical and spiritual relationship they have with Jesus Christ. If you know this, want this for someone else or for yourself, keep listening. The Transformative Power of Christ with Pastor John Allworth starts now. Good afternoon, everyone. I hope everyone is having a safe commute home here in Houston, Texas. I was out on the freeway driving to the station, and there was a lot of traffic, so y'all be careful out there. Let's pray. Father God, we just uh, come to you with humility on our hearts. Father, we just thank you for the miracles that you are doing today, the lives that you are transforming. We thank you for touching us in every aspect of our lives. We thank you for your love and your forgiveness. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so... This week, we are going to talk about the Bible, and a valent, which is a Valentine's message from God. Have you ever thought about that? Have you ever thought about how this living, breathing Bible is a compilation of centuries written in three different languages, and really it's a, it's a story about God's desire to have a relationship with each and every one of us. And it culminates with uh, the life of Jesus Christ and his gospel of love. So, you know, it's going to be Valentine's Day on Sunday. And Valentine's Day is a wonderful time. I know my wife really enjoys Valentine's Day and because and she's such a loving person. And we think about Valentine's Day and we think about, you know, our parents. My mama used to give me a, a Valentine's Day card every year and she she got a kick out of that. We think about our kids and giving them the little charm Valentine things and and. What they do in school, our little niece had a fun time in school last week with Valentine's Day. We think about friends even, and of course we think about our sweethearts, because that's really what our culture has turned Valentine's Day into. But that's not really where it started. And I want to talk to you about the most significant relationship, or what should be the most significant relationship in your life, and that is your relationship with God. And uh, how this Bible is just a, a letter, a Valentine's letter valentine's card to each and every one of us you know valentine's day started there's there's a few different stories out there but it's pretty clear that it started um in the third century in rome Uh, the christians were persecuted at that time and there was a priest his name was valentine and he was ministering to early christians who were being persecuted and, and eventually he got arrested for that you know there were so many early in early christianity that that uh were close to jesus and to jesus's disciples and and they saw the incredible love that these people were exhibiting and and, and they lost their fear and they ministered to people and this is what this this priest did named valentine and in fact he caught the attention of the the emperor Claudius at that time, and Claudius came to him and tried to get him to to change 
his beliefs to be a pagan and said, I'll spare your life if you convert to Roman paganism. And Valentine took, no, I'm not going to do that. I know who my Lord and Savior is. It's Jesus Christ. Amen. And so, uh, you know, he, he refused and, and uh, he actually healed uh, the, his jailer's daughter of blindness uh, before he was executed. And that caused... Uh, the jailer's family, the jailer had a large family and a large household. Uh, Forty-six people accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior just based on that one short little brief thing, stay in jail. So that's that's the genesis of Valentine's Day, and it really kind of captures the immense love that, that God has for us and everything that he's done. He sent his only begotten son uh, t- so that we would not perish if we believe in him. So I, I read a story in preparing for this about this is a true story about a woman in Brazil and the daughter grew up very, very poor. This is in a back place in in rural Brazil. And, you know, we're so lucky in this country. We don't really know what true poverty is. But this this daughter, they grew up in a house with with dirt floors and no running water, no bathroom. And she had a pallet for a bed on a dirt floor and she had big dreams. She was an attractive young lady and she had big dreams of the big city and, and making it big. And so, uh, she ran off and and she went to, to the big city in Brazil and her mother found out and she knew that her daughter was really stubborn and she feared that what would happen, which sadly happens so often in our world with attractive young women, they end up you know being trafficked and doing things to just so that they can eat and she was worried that this would happen. And so she, she gathered everything she had, put all the money she had in the world together, and she went to take a bus to the big city to find her daughter. And uh, before she went, she went to the drugstore and she made a bunch of pictures of herself, black and white photos. And she went everywhere looking nightclubs because uh, she feared the lifestyle that her daughter had f- fallen into, nightclubs and hotels. And, and finally, she, she was out of money and, and she had to return home. But one day, her daughter came down the stairs at a hotel, and, and um, you know, after months of being there, and, and just was, she no longer had this, the dreams in her heart and the, the sparkle in her eye, and she was downtrodden and defeated, and she, you know, longed for the days that she could go back home just to this poor little pallet on the floor. And as she came down the stairs, she saw a picture of her mother that her mother had posted. Her mother had posted these pictures everywhere. And on the back of the picture, it said, I don't care where you've been or what you've done. Please come home. And so she did. She went home to her mother because that's the kind of unconditional love that God has shown us. If we look to Luke chapter 15, we have the parable. It's one of my favorite parables. You know, Jesus used these parables to teach lessons. And we have the parable of the lost son or of the prodigal son, as it's also known. And in that story, Jesus tells about a a man, uh, a son, who a younger son, who asked his father for his inheritance. And uh, the father gave it to him begrudgingly. And the kid went off, and, you know, I can identify with this because this is sort of what I did in life. And the kid went off, and he he lived a wild lifestyle, squalor, and, and just wasted all this money in promiscuous, wild living. And, uh, you know, ultimately there was a plague in the land and he ended up, you know, taking care of some guy's pigs and, and eating what the pigs were eating. I mean, this was horrible. And he, he resigned himself to, well, I'll just go back to my father's house because I'm no longer worthy, but I can, you know, his servants are eating better than I am. They've got a better life than I do. 
And so he made the long trek home and downtrodden. He was his face down. He looked up and he saw his father waiting there. And instead of, you know, he thought his father would ridicule him and, and be angry at him and accept him begrudgingly. And instead, his father opened him with open arms. He opened him lovingly and they killed the fatted calf and they had a feast. And, you know, Jesus told that story because that's the same love that God has for us as the love that the mother had that I just told that story. That no matter where you've been, and if you're listening to my voice, no matter where you've been or what you've done, God's there for you with open arms. He is the eternal Valentine. He is there, and he wants you to come home. You know, there was a story, and I read another story in Stockholm, Sweden. A woman was injured as she rushed to catch a streetcar, and she stumbled and she fell, and she was caught underneath the, the, the streetcar. It's a true story. So the police came and they sent a crane. It didn't crush her, but it was she was trapped under there. And the police sent a crane to lift the car off of her body. And so a crowd of people gathered around. One man pushed through the crowd and crawled beneath to the car and said, take my hand. And as she took his hand, she felt the warmth and the courage of this man. And this calmed her and kept her from going into shock. And after the crane arrived and the woman was released, she said, I never thought an outstretched hand could mean so much. And again, I identify with that story because, you see, I wasn't under a a streetcar, but I was in a ditch. I'd driven my car into a ditch and I didn't have Jesus Christ in my life. And I accepted that outstretched hand. And I'll never forget the moment that the Holy Spirit touched my heart and I accepted that hand and everything changed after that god has his hand stretched out and it's got a nail print in it he's got his hand stretched out and you know what he wants us to do he wants us to be willing to help others just as he's helped us you know indeed in luke chapter 15 we see it's a wonderful chapter in the bible this love story this valentine card that god has written to us it's a wonderful story and he tells the story of the parable of the lost coin in the parable of the lost sheep, 99 sheep, and one is lost, and the shepherd goes off to find that lost sheep. And I don't care where you are tonight. If you're lost, Jesus Christ is looking for you. You see, the Bible tells us about four different types of love. There's phileo, which is close friendship or brotherhood. That's important. That's, you know, we have a close fellowship at our church, a brotherhood of men. There's brotherhoods of sisters in Christ. And then there's eros, which is intimate love between husband and wife. There's storage, which is a love bond between family members. We think of all these things when we think about Valentine's Day. But then there's the highest form of love. That's agape love. The highest, selfless, selfless, sacrificial, unconditional love. The love that God has for you. Tonight, no matter where you've been, no matter what you're doing, he has that love for you right now. It's the love that Jesus had for his fa- father And he has for his followers. And that's proven by the story of the prodigal son. Jesus made the ultimate sacrifice for us. In John 15, 13, we see no greater love. This is Jesus. This is a red letter out of your Bible. Jesus says, no greater love has anyone than to lay down one's life for one's friends. Can you imagine that the creator of the universe that spun the stars in the heavens more f- fantastical than anything we can possibly imagine came down and made himself human for us so that, so that we could be forgiven of our sins. 
He endured things as a human being. You know, we sometimes we don't really grasp this, that Jesus was fully divine and fully human. He felt everything that we feel. He had all the emotions that we feel. He had everything that we, he had all the temptations that we have right from the beginning. The devil took him out in the, in the wilderness. He had everything. He felt the pain of the most gruesome death that we can possibly imagine. And he did this. He did it for us. That's the kind of Valentine that we've been sent by him. So I want to talk about what kind of Valentine we're sending back. What is our relationship with Jesus Christ? But before we do this, because I do this program live, I get to take my own commercial break and I get to to promote my ministries. Um, You know, we're New Covenant Church, Greater Heights, and uh, we planted a church on March the 1st, 2020. You know, the timing, some might say, wasn't the, wasn't the best because uh, we had three live church services and then we got locked out of our building. The city of Houston shut down. Well, we're really excited. We, but you know what? The enemy, he tries to stop us. He tries to throw roadblocks in front of us. But the Bible tells us that our faith is shown by our perseverance and our patience, and we persevered. And we've been on Facebook, New Covenant Church, Greater Heights, on Facebook every Sunday at 6 o'clock. We were there last night. We'll be there next Sunday. But we're really excited. We're going back to live services on March the 7th. Uh, we have a partnership with the Heights Presbyterian. It's the oldest church building, but it's been it's been redone. It's a beautiful building. We are so blessed. It's a beautiful building at 240 West 18th Street, in, right in downtown, the heart of the Heights. You know, God called us into the middle of the city because Jesus came to seek and save the lost. And And like I said, I've lived that outstretched hand. I've lived the transformative power of Christ, and I have a... A, a, just a desire, a duty, an obligation, a love to just shout from the mountaintops that people don't have to live the way they're living, that there's a better way to live, that God loves you more than you can possibly imagine. So we'll be back in our building. We'd love for you to come join us. You know, what we did, what we're starting with is 6 p.m. services so that if you you know belong to another church and you just, you know, there used to be a lot more Sunday night services. And there really aren't that many anymore. So we thought we'll give people an opportunity. Maybe you missed church that day. Or maybe you just want to spend more time in the house of the Lord. Amen? So you can come join us at 6 p.m. We'll be back March the 7th at 240 West 18th Street. We're really excited about it. We'd, we'd love to, to share the word of the Lord with you and share fellowship and, and share God's love with you. So we've got some other ministries. We've got a ministry that's called Recovery Radio Houston. And we've been uh, on Saturdays at various times when we didn't have to contend with basketball and football. Uh, But anyway, so we have changed time, so we don't have to worry about that anymore. We are now going to be on Wednesdays at 530, right here, this same same time slot. I can say that. The same time slot, 530 on Wednesday. We're excited. I'm going to have my my brother in Christ and my good friend, Pastor Boyd Harrell of Cool Ministries, on Wednesday, just two days from now at 530. We're going to be talking about recovery resources and victories in the name of Jesus. We're going to be talking about the transformative power of Christ on that show as well. And we're just really excited to, to have that new time slot. And then one more ministry, then we'll get back to the, to the message. And that is that we have a ministry called Break Every Chain. And it meets every Friday night at 7. And, you know, I started this with a prayer of thanking God for still being in the, in the miracle business. And, you know, recovery, a lot of people don't understand. Recovery mirrors our walk with Jesus. We're all recovering from something. So, of course, we're ministering to people that, that suffer from alcohol addiction and drug addiction. But there's also people there. We had the most powerful fellowship last Friday 
we had a young man come in that was troubled with all kinds of things. And, of course, it's a confidential thing, so I'm not going to tell you anything else about him other than he was just very troubled. And, and he accepted Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior for last Friday night. And he's a new creation in Christ. Amen. And we just were so excited. We had guys there that that were newly suburb from hope, from heroin, from meth, from alcohol. But we've also got people that are dealing with things like sex addiction, anger, relationship problems. You know, it's, 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 we all deal with strongholds in life. And so that, that it's called Break Every Chain. It meets at 7 o'clock on every Friday night. And it's just a wonderful fellowship. We have praise and worship, then we then we have a short biblical message, and then we split into men's and women's groups, and we, we share our, our difficulties, our, our challenges, and our victories. That's Break Every Chain. And that, that ministry meets at 901 Wilson Road. We're New Covenant Church, Greater Heights, but our parent church is New Covenant Church in Humble, 901 Wilson Road in Humble. We'd love to see you there. Um, you know, and it's... Totally confidential, no judgment. The only judgment we're going to make is that you believe in Jesus Christ and the power of the Son to set you free. Amen? All right, so let's go back to the Bible, because this is a love letter to all of it. You know, when you were in school, you had a—I always loved it when we got open book tests. Well, that's what this Bible is. It's an open book test about life. When you read it, it's—you know, God will— take you to the right right verses and the right scriptures and the right book and and it deals with problems and and it tells us what's in, important in life and and what's not and it's just a a you know a living breathing document so i'm going to go to the what uh, a letter written by the apostle paul in first corinthians and i'm going to start with with uh, chapter 12 verse 27 i'm going to read a fair amount of scripture here so bear with me because we can never have too much of the bible Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. And God has placed in the church, first of all, apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, of helping, of guidance, and of different kinds of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Do all work miracles? Do all have gifts of healing? Do all speak in tongues? Do all interpret? The answer, of course, is no. Now eagerly desire the greatest gift. And then he launches into one of the most beautiful sections of the Bible. And that's about love. My Bible is captioned, love is indispensable. And yet I will show you the most excellent way. If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge. And if I have faith that can move mountains, but I do not have love, then I am nothing. If I possess all, if I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered it keeps no record of wrongs love does not delight in evil but rejoices with the truth it always protects always trusts always hopes always perseveres love never fails and he ends this this section of verses with and now these three remain faith hope and love but the greatest of these is love can you imagine what the world would be like if we all lived like that you see love is is greater than words love is action you know there have been many great orators 
Patrick Henry declared his determination to achieve liberty and a nation arose to fight freedom. Winston Churchill inspired and encouraged desperate England during World War II. President Reagan was called the great communicator. Martin Luther King, he coupled those words with love and he changed our country forever. You know, speech can be persuasive. Hitler was a great speaker, but he had no love. He destroyed things. Everything must be coupled with love. Love is greater than knowledge. Knowledge minus love can produce terrible things. A way to abort babies, chemical warfare, biological warfare. Knowledge can compound problems if it's not coupled with love. We have to have love in our lives. Love is even greater than faith. You can't please God if you don't have faith, but it's the foundation upon which love can can build. We have to have love. So I want to ask you tonight, what kind of Valentine message are you going to send to Jesus Christ? What kind of love do you have? What kind of relationship do you have, want with Jesus and does he want with you? You know, Jesus wants you, God wants you to believe in his plan for our eternal life. This is the Valentine gift that you can give to God. He wants you to have faith, which the Bible tells us is more valuable than gold. He wants you to trust him. It's, you know, some people have so much difficulty with this right now, with so much uncertainty in the world. But the Bible tells us all things work for the good for those that believe in his son, Jesus Christ. He wants you to be prayerful. He wants you to pray for that his will be done in, in your life. He wants you to, you know, love is a two-way street. He's proven his love by creating you, by breathing his, the life into your lungs, by sending his son to die for your sins, for making your sins as far as the east is from the west, by his grace being just unlimitedless. He's proven his love for you. Praise him. Worship him. Adore him. He died for us when we were yet sinners. You know, how do we prove our love to God? Obedience is better than sacrifice. Do you know that? That obedience to his word is better than sacrifice. You know, I thought for so long in my life that it would be difficult to just be obedient to God's word. I wanted to do things my own way. I was like the prodigal son. I wanted to go out and 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 have whatever fun I wanted. And that gave me some temporary pleasure. But did it give me long-term pleasure? No, it left me empty. It left me unfulfilled. I'd never had fulfillment, the peace that surpasses all understanding, until I began to be obedient to what he says in John chapter 14, verse 15. Jesus says, if you love me, keep my commands. You have to have that trust in him. You know that when you begin to live for the Lord, your life changes. Everything gets better. He gave us those commands because he knows what's good for us. <laughs> we're, we're, so, we're, we're so stubborn like that girl that went off in Brazil. Sometimes we want to make our own way. But Jesus taught us how to live. This Bible is an open book test about how to live and what's good for us. You know, Jesus told you earlier, I, I read this, this scripture about how there's no greater love than to lay one's life down for one's friends. Further in that passage in John fifteen fourteen, Jesus calls his friends. He said, you are my friends 
if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I learned from my father, I have been made known to you. He's given us everything we need in our lives. He calls us friends. Jesus wants an intimate relationship with you this Valentine's Day. He, he wants you to have a secret place with him. He wants you to get up in the morning, hit your knees and say, Father, I pray for the power to carry out your will today. He wants you to, I don't care where you've been, what you've done. He's got a purpose for you in your life. And, and sometimes those of us that have walked the most difficult world road have walked in darkness and, and taken his hand that we talked about and walked into his marvelous light. We have the greatest testimony. We are overcomers by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Use that testimony to help other people. And if you know his love, reach out to other people. We're to preach the gospel to all creations. You know, I don't know when he's coming back. But we could get hit by a bus driving in that crazy Houston traffic we talked about. You don't know how much time you have. Use it wisely. Give God a Valentine present this Valentine's Day. Turn your life over to Him. Show Him the kind of love that He's shown you. It'll change your life. We love you here at New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. But more importantly, God loves you more than you can possibly imagine. Good night and amen. Amen.